mounds of turkey, stuffing, gluttony. Do I have any other message on this Thanksgiving day than don't eat so much? We'll find out on this latest episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal podcast. Well, good morning. I had every intention of uh, doing a podcast this morning since it's been a while. And I thought, you know what? Started my day early. Figured maybe I would go on a walk and take you with me. So happy Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving morning. And I can't think of a, a better morning, better day rather throughout the year to do a gratitude journal podcast episode than on Thanksgiving, where, of course, this is the day that we're supposed to be thankful, right? Hey, it's Matthew here. Thank you for tuning in and downloading this latest edition of the Gratitude Journal podcast, the podcast that is designed, hopefully, to find little ways for us to be grateful for the things that we have. And that has always been the purpose of this podcast, I think. I mean, I guess the intent at some point in time was for me to vent about stuff. And I just felt like there are enough podcasts on the planet where people bitch and moan. And maybe I should curtail my bitching and moaning and let uh, my gratitude show forth. So... That's what we're doing. So this morning, I had all these great intentions because I got up extra early and read my paper, a paper that was actually delivered. So I'm grateful for that because I've had some issues where the carrier not only doesn't deliver the paper on Sunday mornings, but he or she has been delivering like half of the paper. Like several sections have been missing. So luckily, I also read my Cleveland Plain Dealer and my Akron Beacon Journal and my Washington Post on my phone. And I have a digital subscription, but I'm just old school in that I just like the feel of a newspaper. And those people who know me will know, obviously, that I'm a big fan of newspapers, even though they're dying. And so I'm grateful that my carrier not only delivered my newspaper to my front door, usually I'm climbing through bushes trying to look for it, but it had all the sections, and so for that I'm grateful. I'm also grateful that I managed to get a workout in this morning already, in spite of the fact that I had probably one Oktoberfest ale too many last night. Don and I were watching the Cavs, and it was an exciting game. It's an exciting young team to watch. They're full of, they're full of errors and just not gelling completely as much as I know about basketball teams gelling, but they're fun to watch. And as I was prancing around the living room, downing that extra Oktoberfest, I kind of knew in the back of my mind that I was probably gonna feel it, and I do. So sometimes I feel like the best thing to do is to just get a workout in and try to get those toxins out of your body. At least that's what I'm fooling myself into. And so then my plan was, hey, I enjoy walking on Thanksgiving morning and I'll get a walk in 
And just as I was getting ready to go outside and try to hook up my little portable recording rig inside my coat, getting Donna's help, the rain started. So I'm wearing her big Cleveland Indians jacket. I'm not supposed to say Cleveland Indians. And you'll probably hear a few raindrops pounding off the outer texture. So for that, I apologize. But just like my bike ride podcast from back in the summer, you know, this is what happens when we have ambient noise. And this is the decision I've made today. So I can't see whether my unit is recording because it's tucked inside a little vent pocket. So I hope it's recording. And if not, I'll just uh, repurpose it or repeat it. It's been a busy time here. And I apologize for not having an episode since my last recorded episode with Reverend Nanette Pitt, who I personally thought was an amazing guest and just had a lot of great things to share about gratitude. I'm really hoping to maybe have her on a future episode too. And for those who download episodes of this podcast, I hope you enjoyed her as much as I did. I have been uh, struggling lately with some career decisions and how they line up with my business and that kind of thing. So I, I've had a lot of decisions to make uh, over the past several weeks. But as it usually turns out, I'm not a great decision maker. And I'm always grateful when I'm able to actually make a decision. And this has been trying because the job would have meant relocating. It would have meant relocating out of state. It would have meant going back to work inside a building as opposed to the basement layer. And then all of the things that come up under normal circumstances, of course, I wouldn't have worried so much about those things. But as you know from our Alzheimer's challenge, these things come into play and sometimes they take center stage and after doing my due diligence and talking to people especially moving to an area of the country that's a little more expensive than this one I think there's most areas of the country are probably more expensive than this one uh, I opted to kind of take my name uh, my hat out of the ring and stay kind of where I'm at, at least for the time being. There are some other things on the horizon that I don't want to jinx by talking about them. Um, and again, even though there's another opportunity looming, perhaps way closer to home, I'm confronted with some of those same things. And I think when you've been an entrepreneur and a small business owner, you are used to a certain uh, workflow and while you assume all the risks of the business there are some things that um, give you some freedom I don't mean like freedom just to go walk the dog or you know take a day off when you want to but just uh, the freedom of being able to grow and market what you do and trying to find new ways to earn because let's face it when you're in business you're pretty much focused a lot on money uh, so I think working for someone else obviously diminishes that so I'm trying to find a way to find a marriage of those two things 
So that's really what I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. And I've had the podcast in mind. Like I want to do the podcast. But it just seems like something else has always sort of come up. So I'm grateful that I'm able to have this walk this morning. It's very overcast. Well, I knew it was going to rain. It was sunny yesterday, brilliantly sunny. And I think this coming weekend, it's supposed to be relatively sunny here, although cold. But today, it's kind of a miserable day. Most of the leaves are off of the trees. And it's overcast. It's sprinkling. It's cold. But I'm not uncomfortable. And if there's no wind, per se, at least right now. So for that, also, I'm grateful. I've been trolling through the various Facebook posts from people on my feed and looking at Twitter and following some of the text threads from my family. And this obviously is the day where people are expressing their gratitude for things. And probably more so being able to gather with family members again, which is something that we haven't been able to do. I am taking a chance by going down to my sisters. There'll be more than several people there. And I think we have prepared as good as we can prepare. I'm grateful also this week that amongst the last several weeks of not podcasting and being relatively busy, I haven't really felt all that well. And there were a couple of days where I really kind of felt dizzy and lightheaded. And there was really no explanation for it. I already had the flu shot. I had one shingles vaccine, although I'm not sure shingles has anything to do with flu-like symptoms. But naturally, nowadays, when you are confronted with anything flu-like, obviously you think you have COVID. And that's what I thought I had. And so I've never had a test before, so I made an appointment and rolled through a drugstore drive through to get the test that could take two to seven days. So I guess it's the gold standard test, I suppose, as opposed to the test you buy inside a drugstore. I tried looking for them, but their, their, their availability is really limited here. So I had the test and I was kind of on pins and needles because the weekend before I was actually at my parents' apartment, both of us were, and for most of that visit we were masked, but some of that visit we were not masked. And my parents recently got their booster shot And I think, though, they hadn't really gone a week having gotten the booster shot. Like, like it had only been a couple of days before, so maybe the booster hadn't taken effect. So I was really kind of worried about that, but I was mostly worried that I was going to give it to Donna and how it was going to affect me and all that stuff. So the good news is that yesterday morning I got an email and a text saying that I had tested negative. And so, so that's good. But we are still going to journey down to my sister's for Thanksgiving. And I know we'll be in the minority, but I'm going to urge Donna uh, to wear a mask. I'm going to wear a mask when I can uh, because I assume that people are vaccinated, but I don't want to make that assumption. So for that, I'm grateful. You know, I also have to say that I'm grateful for some things that didn't happen. And I can recall, maybe back in 2010 or 2011, it was a similar morning. And Donna awakened, and she had, like, these heart palpitations. And they really bothered her. And back then, 
she wasn't the kind of person to immediately run to an emergency room. I think that propensity for her to do that nowadays is, is much more acute. Uh, but back then, she was kind of like, ah, oh, no, I'll take a swig of orange juice and I'll be fine. And this thing kind of wasn't going away. And so she was kind of worried and we ended up going to the ER and they ended up admitting her. And so for that day and that night and the next morning, we pretty much spent it in the hospital and it was Thanksgiving day. And I can recall, even though texting wasn't nearly as prolific as it is now, I can recall getting messages from certain family members who used text and they were inquiring about her and, oh, we miss you, wish you were here. And that was the first time in a long time that we had not been available for a family holiday event outside of living in some other locale, which has certainly impacted us over the years. So I'm grateful that that didn't happen. And so this is good. walking on a street called Brewer. <laughs> How appropriate is that? And it's a street that I like because A, it doesn't have any sidewalks. And sometimes I like streets that don't have sidewalks. And it's just, it crosses over a street called Coolidge. And I just like the ambiance of the neighborhood. It just seems quiet and promotes sort of a contemplative nature, if that can happen, inside a city neighborhood. I like walking on this particular section of the area where we live. I mentioned before that it took a long time for the leaves to turn in our part of the world, and they did so very late this year. And once they turned, some of them had trouble falling. And in our city, which I'm grateful for, our city collects the leaves, so we don't even have to bag them up. We have to sort of assemble them on the side of the curb by the road, and then they send sort of a street cleaner picker-upper that comes by to gather the leaves and then use the leaves as mulch. This year, though, they scheduled that leaf pickup for our particular ward early in the month, and Everybody in the neighborhood was like, this is craziness because like the leaves haven't even turned and they didn't. So really in the span of three weeks, most of the leaves went from pretty much green to now being on the ground. And I always say to Donna, I love fall, but I wish fall lasted as long as winter because winter will last for five months. Fall seems to last about three weeks. I've been chatting with my therapist person and I do sometimes wonder what the goal is and whether or not it's helping. I am grateful for the time that I get to spew forth stuff for 45 minutes to an hour every six weeks or so.
again, I, I walk into it not really knowing what I'm going to say because in many ways it seems like my world doesn't really change all that much and I can't do much to change my world. Yet, when I sit down and talk to this person, I'm sometimes amazed at the things that come out of my throat. And much of them have to do with being a caregiver and at times how debilitating that can be. And I say debilitating because this journey feels like a lonely one. And while there are a couple of Facebook groups that I sometimes chime in on, I know that this journey is extremely varied. Sorry. It's extremely varied and there doesn't seem to be a legitimate blueprint for following a plan. I also think that the people that are in these Facebook groups are at really different areas of that journey. And it's hard to find a collection of people who are at the same place where we're at. So, while I don't completely understand the complexity of venting to this person, I don't know, I am grateful for the opportunity to do so. And one of the things that I've been talking about is this feeling of being underappreciated. And it's a feeling that I have had a lot of trouble with. I've had a lot of trouble dealing with it in our Alzheimer's journey. I've had a lot of trouble dealing with it as far as my work and as far as my business. And I know that Reverend Pitt and I briefly touched on this feeling of being appreciated and I'm really grateful for some of her insights about this area. I'm also realizing that the drizzle rain is kind of picking up a little bit, but that's okay. It's a place where I want to make sure that I do not allow my issues with feeling unappreciated to deter me from reaching out and acknowledging people who do feel appreciated. People who maybe post things online about how well their job is going or the fact that they got a promotion or that a new opportunity is going to relocate them to a warmer spot <laughs> or that their child graduated with a master's degree and now they're going to start this new job or they're going to retire and now they're going to move to Florida or I can't wait to end my 31 years of time in my job and my inclination 
is to say, well, you might not feel so good if you were dealing with some of the things that I'm dealing with. And I really hate that part of my world. I hate that reaction. And it seems like it's easier and easier for me to dive into that arena. And I think it's really critical that I find new ways to adjust my thinking because I think everybody is going through their own journey. Everyone is on their own path and everybody has things that they're dealing with or can't deal with. Everybody, well not everybody, but a lot of people are silently making that drive at one o'clock in the afternoon and sitting in some strange office venting for 45 minutes to a person that they really don't know very well. I mean, there could be a lot of people who are dealing with that. People who are staring at their phone throughout the day, waiting for a test result and hoping that it's negative. Uh, people waiting for the mail carrier to come because they still don't know if they're going to be able to you know, keep their pension. Or just the normal feeling, unexplained feeling of blah that seems to accompany this time of year around the holidays when daylight is minimal Money can be scarce for gift buying, or you're dreading the fact that towards the end of the year, companies make decisions about whether to let people go. And you're wondering if you're gonna get called into the office and have that conversation. So everybody is dealing with something. And I'm reminded that a lot of times on these social media sites, you know, the propensity is to post things that are exponentially different at opposite ends of the continuum from the other. So you either get really, really good things happening in people's lives or you get really, really bad things happening in people's lives. Most people are not saying, hey, just sitting around watching reruns of the Brady Bunch, now I'm going to go take a dump. I mean, you know, most people are not posting these kinds of things and so I think it's easy to get wrapped up in the advantages that other people are experiencing and wow I'm not experiencing those advantages or to say oh my gosh you got a bad test result I, I better what is this you know what is this problem breathing I've been having lately maybe I'm experiencing something similar to what her family member is experiencing so the the diversity of you know these feelings from one end to the other are sort of magnified on these sites and I think it's really up to me to have a much more balanced approach to these things and to realize that I really need to focus on the now and the present and to be to be as prepared even though I can't even begin to imagine what I'm going to be encountering, I need to be prepared. I said to my therapist the last time we met, 
that I had lost some weight. And, you know, my doctor always says, did you, was this a plan or is this something that's unexplained? And, and I said, no, I really kind of went into the latter half of this year trying to be more meticulous about trying to drop some weight. And I, I feel like at my age that it's best for me to make sure that weight is not an issue because I mean we can I'm walking on these really crunchy leaves it's really kind of like idyllic really it looks like something out of a Rockwell painting I'm in this little grass alleyway between houses that doesn't really seem to get a whole lot of use and even though it's kind of wet and my feet feel wet it's kind of crunchy there's nobody out today it's really kind of nice it almost feels like a Saturday or a Sunday I think that I need to do as many things as I can do to put myself in a better position kind of like training for a marathon and at my age there are a lot of things that could go wrong physically you know and maybe even mentally who knows maybe I have Alzheimer's I don't know but I want to make sure that you know blood pressure and hypertension and some of the things that are affiliated with carrying around a lot of extra weight I think I'll always carry extra weight but I'm trying to limit that and trying to minimize that and so I hope that I'm making a, a good decision I think the one thing that I'm going to try to focus on today as far as being grateful being that it is Thanksgiving you hear those crunching leaves? I hope so. I hope this thing's still recording. I have it in my little pocket here in Donna's jacket. And I can't see whether I'm still lit, but I hope that I am. I'm running on battery power too, so the batteries were hopefully new. And this isn't like a battery pack that I could charge. They're like actual AA batteries, which seems a little antiquated to me. The other thing is I'm kind of past the halfway point of my walk and I've already kind of returned back towards home is I think it's really critical to acknowledge when I think that Donna is having a good day because when she's having a good day I feel like I'm more inclined to have a good day as well and and even not even a whole day periods of a day so a lot of times in our conversations you know we have a good hour drive down to my sister's today I, I try to get her to talk about things that either are enjoyable for her or get her opinions about things that aren't too taxing and that she would enjoy talking about and I think focusing on those things and concentrating on those things makes hope hopefully it helps to make her day more enjoyable and I hope that I can help facilitate that and if that happens today and if that happens on any day I'm really grateful because 
there seems to be so many days lately where she seems to be sort of I don't want to say staring off into the distance but she's embarking on a road that I was warned about and and that is that sometimes you know people with early stage Alzheimer's have a tendency to be inward and not reach out and they say they're going to or they have good intentions but they don't follow through and so I started this campaign the week before Thanksgiving and I want to pick it up again where I know this is going to sound funny but I kind of give her an assignment for the day and I actually print out a little sheet of paper and I'll say like your assignment today is to take the towels on the top shelf and fold them and decide if there are any towels that we can give to Goodwill or the Salvation Army. And then I have a little space underneath called reward. And I'll say, uh, the reward today is, you know, two pieces of Heggie's candy and a kiss or something, you know, like that. So you're probably thinking, well, wow, you're rewarding her like she's a pet. No, I know that sounds like it is, but, and I was worried about that, but she's in a way kind of digging it I think and so I'll hold the paper up if I notice that the check mark hasn't been checked like did you perform your complete your task today task today and she'll go oh no oh I got to do that and then she'll you know really stand up and run and go over and, and check on the towels or whatever so I hope hopefully I my hope is that she will look at this as a way to feel fulfilled because she has said to me in the past, you do everything, you drive, you take care of the bills now, I don't get to do anything. I mean, she was almost sobbing. And I'm like, really, you're sobbing over wanting to pay the bills? I mean, wow, I really wish you could because I freaking hate paying bills. And so I'm hoping that with these little assignments, this will make it feel like she's being useful in kind of a fun way and who knows maybe it might not go anywhere I've tried these little things before and most of the time they kind of go by the wayside but so far it seems like she has been pretty receptive to having her little assignment for the day and at the same time these little assignments they help me because a lot of times when I'm kind of involved in work downstairs I don't have time to clean out the towels or I don't have time to rearrange the medicine cabinet thing <clears throat> so if I see that that gives her at least a little bit of joy then obviously I'm very grateful we live just north of a major interstate and it's sometimes on particularly quiet days the traffic noise from the interstate uh, can be magnified and I'm sure you hear that in the background I'm hoping that your Thanksgiving will be a joyous one and that I'm hoping that you will find something even small to be grateful and thankful for and that's my wish today I am going to take some time over the next couple of days and reorganize a few things and prepare for an interview that I have on Monday and so my preparation I don't want it to take up all four days but it does require me to 
do a little bit of uh, filming and do a little bit of uh, audio work. So I'm going to spend some time uh, tomorrow probably doing that. But today, even though I'll be masked, it'll be good to see some family members. And hopefully the day will be relaxing and without incident. And I hope your day is relaxing and without incident. And thank you for going on this little walk with me. I hope it turned out. I won't know that until I turn this off and go and look and then listen back. And hopefully it isn't too tragic to listen to. I think my bike ride podcast audio uh, actually turned out okay. So hopefully the same will happen with our little walk. And if I feel like this was kind of nice and fruitful, maybe we can do it again because I really enjoy walking. I try to do it every day. I won't burden you with that every day but it is something that I do like to do and hopefully it can be done again in podcast form so uh, wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving and I thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast